0: Welcome to Belmont Banter,
1: the official podcast
0: of Whitstable Town FC. Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters
1: and invited guests
0: here on Belmont Banter.
1: Welcome
0: to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC.
1: Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello
0: again everyone and believe it or not, this is uh, Tommy Sampson 4. We've done Tommy Sampson, the uh, the player. We've done Tommy Sampson, the manager. And we've done Tommy Sampson, the vows run, where he's gone through team by team, right the way through to the final at Wembley. And uh, it's been a wonderful journey for me because although I've never been involved with Town, obviously at Whistle we played against them and we've always had some battles on the pitch. Proud to say I've had Tommy in the dressing room, in the changing room with us and in the committee room. And he's always been most welcomed by... Joe and Josie and Connie and Bruce and all the people at Whitstamall. The reason is that he's a football man and he knows when to win and he knows how to lose. And I think this knows how to lose is as important as knowing how to win. It does hurt when you lose. There's no doubt about it. But it's how you lose that's important. And, and he's a, is a really good sport. He's a good manager, good manager. But today we're talking with Tommy about his life now and my goodness me how it's changed for this strong aggressive bombastic loud lovely man Um, and it's changed almost immeasurably you can't believe how it's changed but I'm going to pay you a compliment Tom before we start talking your memory and your elocution leaves me speechless you do not look to me or sound to me like anybody that's had a stroke mate Tony
1: so I... I, w- I was blessed that yeah. when I had my stroke my power of speech didn't disappear mm. I was in hospital with people who couldn't mutter a word and I, I say to people my ability to communicate is the blessing of all blessings yeah my memory's good I mean I've got so many moments burnt into my memory. But it can be a bit difficult at times. I can forget. I I see referees at football and I'll say to Sandy, my wife, go and ask his name. Because I know his face, but I I don't want to go up and call him Bill if he's Fred.
0: Or his name's Doris.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So I have to be very careful. I've bumped into people I was great friends with before my stroke. And I've had to say to Sandy, who is he? Can you get his name and apologize at the same time?
0: My memory's not great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My brother, when I was on the golf course with my brother, he said, your memory's no good because you took four there, not five.
0: (laughs) I said, can you take me
1: back to that fateful day? Was, was Sandy with you or were you on your own? or where were Well, you? Tony, I've, I've spoken about it many times. It was a Wednesday in very early December, December the 5th, I think it was. And the following day I was playing in my golf society at Judah Park golf course. So I spent all that Wednesday morning in my car, uh driving around trying to find a suit holder because when we played the society golf day we had something to eat so we needed to change into our best clothes so the previous day the previous day to my stroke i ironed all my trousers my shirt that i was going to play in hung it up in the cupboard now the following day was wednesday and it was Terrible, I've never got that suit holder in the end. I Mind you, I never went to golf. I went into the kitchen and decided to have a bit of, this was 10.30, decided to have a little bit of bowl of soup or I cut a bread roll up, buttered it, and I was in the kitchen. I was in shorts, I had no shoes on. I used to walk around the house in bare feet. I went to move to my left and found that I couldn't stand on my left leg, and I just fell to the floor. Head-butted the fridge-freezer, but I think the fridge-freezer survived. I was I was on the floor, almost giggling, Tony. I was thinking, how could I have fallen over in my own kitchen? What, what the hell was going on? Anyway, I managed to get on all fours, and I crawled across the front room, and crawled upstairs to lay on the bed. Sandy was out. she was working. She came home lunchtime. This was about twelve thirty. so two hours after I had my stroke, and she said I was snoring so loudly, and I was in the deepest of deepest sleeps. Wow. And what had happened? the stroke had happened and had completely knocked me sideways. But I met when Sandy came in, she shouted. For some reason, and the consultants now don't know why, I got up on my feet, walked to the top of the stairs, walked down the stairs. Sandy said to me, Tom, you look terrible. I said, Sandy, I fell over in the kitchen. But I'm all right. I didn't hurt, I didn't hurt myself. Anyway, she reached out for my arms. She said, squeeze my hands. And obviously, my left arm was very weak. Because I had a right-sided stroke, and the right side of your brain works the left side of your body. Ooh, fascinating. I, lost, I lost, when I look at my scans, I've got, it's about a finger length, an index finger length of damage, which is hundreds and thousands and millions of sort of cells, those cells that help you move your hand yeah, yeah help you move your fingers i was totally paralyzed down the left side of my body i they finally got an ambulance into me i would my wife had phoned the gp the gp wanted to speak to me and i was holding the phone four foot away from my ear so i was totally destabilized and sandy said tom i think you've got to get to the hospital I got to hospital my blood pressure was through the roof in the in the ambulance my blood pressure was through the roof and was that dangerous that it it was it was near death uh, so they got me into hospital it got me into the emergency ward and they worked out that I needed a scan quickly so there was no staff So I couldn't be scanned straight away. They didn't scan me till the following morning. So all that evening, the stroke was developing and gradually taking more of me away. But there you go. I mean, I woke up the following morning with the most horrendous headache. Um, Talking about friendships in football, sitting at the side of my bed was Tommy Saunders, Mm. who somehow had got wind through social media I don't know somehow someone had said Tommy Sampson's had a stroke terrible words to hear Tommy jumped in his car he lived in Bath and he was first by my bedside Sandy was sitting the other side and he said mate what can I say I said Tom just don't say anything just pray for me you know I don't believe in God except when I need him (laughs) we're all the same. We are all the same. We only pray to God when something's wrong and we're in a helpless state of some sort. So, Tony, it was, it took me three days to acknowledge the fact that I'd had a stroke. I spent 18 months hospitalised between Maidstone Hospital, between a very, very good stroke hospital, in swiftness near next to lord's cricket ground all right i spent a lot of time in there lots of physiotherapy they'd get me up at eight o'clock in the morning take me down to the swimming pool in the basement of the hospital and there was perspex now sandy came in one day and she said the last time i ever saw you walk tom was that day in the water and the physios were very tough with me. I had to do exercises, stand up on on my own for as long as I could. I didn't realise, Tony, it, it was the blow of all blows. And people, a stroke, I didn't know what a stroke was, honestly, because I'd never known anybody who had a stroke. Now, I had a massive stroke. And I i was very lucky because the percentage of people that die in those first 24 hours was huge luckily i came through the other side and eventually got home three months later and tried to learn to walk with a stick and i can just about manage to do that tony i've got to say this one thing my wife sandy has kept me alive. I have been at the lowest of the low, the deepest of depressions. I was grieving for myself. I can believe it. The consultant told Sandy, he's a very lucky man. He's got his life to lead still. You know, we, we've got him through. He's got, they said he's got a very strong heart, this man. They gave me a, an angiogram, mm-hmm. which is a bubble that goes through the vein and goes through the heart, they found in my heart a very small tear. And that's where the blood clot that originally originated in my left calf, got th- it went through my heart and the consultants were bemused how it didn't kill me there and then. Yeah. But I'm alive, Tony. I'm lucky to be alive. And I'm, I, the football world's been very kind to me. I've had wonderful messages from people all around the place, you know, not just mm. a non-league game. Lenny Lawrence, the ex-Charlton manager, sent his best wishes through my sister-in-law when they played in a charity golf day uh, somewhere in Portugal. John mm. Steele, who I know John reasonably, and he, he sent a message through to my wife and said, anything can, we can do. Uh, I had a benefit night that was arranged by Mark Seger, which, to be fair, was wonderful because financially I was about to li- have a very different life. I couldn't go to work. Yeah. My wife had to continue working. I used to spend every day on my own watching the television because Sandy had to go to work to earn money. Of course, he was going. Yeah. Mark Seeger, the benefit night, made me £4,000 and paid for all my first three months physiotherapy. The physiotherapist got me on my feet, Tony, got me stood upright
0: mm-hmm.
1: and got me to learn how to walk with a walking stick. I was a basket case for the first four or five months. I cried every day. I'm not, I'm not unhappy to admit this. I woke up and I just look at the clock and think it's quarter past eight. How do I get through the next 12 hours?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And television, more television, more golf, more football. Tony, yeah. I was at, sported out almost. But, you know, I've, I've, I've done well. It's been 14 years of the hardest struggle you can imagine. But I said 14 years ago, it's never going to beat me. The only person who's beaten me at the moment is God. They call it a stroke because they call it the hand of God. Now, Mm. I'm not sure God stroked me very kindly that day, but massive stroke, whatever. i have beat the odds. I'm back up and running. I get up and go in the car with my wife to football, and I still have arguments with people. I still... I still take the old uh, Tommy Sampson, you was a lucky old (laughs) so-and-so. I said, yeah, I've had a stroke. How lucky is that? How lucky is that, yeah. You know, Tony, I've battled hard. My wife has been fantastic. I owe her my life. We got married two years ago after 24 years' partnership. 24 years' partnership. And we got married. We had a wonderful day in Whitstable. And you know we' we're, we're joined together now. we've got rings which mean which mean to us the the love for each other i I admire what she's done. I've been rude, I've been bitchy, I've been sorry for myself. She's always said, "Look, I'm not listening to that. You're all right. There's nothing wrong with you. Come on, get up on that stick. Let's get in the car. Let's go to football." Tony, the most wonderful woman you could wish to meet. And lucky. Everybody I go, wherever I go to football, they all know Sandy. And I say to people, Sandy's been a diamond. She says, and they say, I know. I say, what do you mean you know? She's been telling you stories. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, Tony, we've thrown things at each other in frustration. Sure. And the stroke was, and still is a difficult thing to overcome. But, you know, I want to get to that, to that point where I can say, well, I, work, I worked hard there, you know, five, six, seven years from now, who knows? Yeah, there who is knows. no cure for a stroke. You just have to hope the brain develops another part of the area of the brain cells, maybe to work your left arm, your left hand. Yeah. I can't do my shoelaces up. I can't put my pants on. <laughs> so I won't tell you it does that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll leave it to your imagination. <laughs> Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibre UK Limited. Tony, <laughs> so, oh, okay. I, have, I have fought for my dignity for 14 years. I have fought hard and I hope that my Millwall upbr- up- upbringing, that cold blow lane the Den, nasty you know horrible to play against i've been horrible to god i've told him he ain't doing that to me i'm gonna get him back mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna brag when i beat this condition which i will when mm-hmm. i beat it i'm gonna tell god give me your best shot next time <laughs> I love it. I love your your optimism.
0: I love your outlook. I love the fact you've been honest about it. It's brilliant. Tell me, Tom, I I know that you've written at least one book. Tell everybody about the books that you've
1: written. Yeah, well, when I came home from my hospitalisation, going home was very difficult and not being able to walk around like you normally did. I got very depressed. I went to see my GP and I said to him, is there anything you can give me, you know, medically? Like, can you give me a magic pill? Mm-hmm. And he said, Tom, we were on first name terms. He was Peter. I was Tom. He supported Man City. I supported Tottenham. He drove a Maserati. <laughs> That's how different we were. <laughs> you know, I couldn't even get on a roller skate. But, um, you know, he said to me, Tom, you've got to find yourself a project. You know, make, keep your mind busy. I said to me, I said to him, what can I do, Peter? He said, write about your football career. I said, no one's going to want to read that. Uh, my football career was very local, very Kent-based. There's not going to be the demand for anything like that. He said, write about your stroke, because you're the only bugger that knows. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: So for three years, I got a false gap pad and a pen, had it by my side and wrote the book about my stroke from the first moment it happened from those first few seconds to some sort of recovery and it's called sudden exit the last person i know who wrote who read it was you'll know him martin collins
0: yeah i know martin collins
1: martin sadly no with no longer with us he phoned me he said tom fantastic book This was a couple of months ago. Obviously, Martin's died since then. Wonderful guy. But I didn't write my book for monetary purposes. I wrote my book for those people that come behind me, those people that have a stroke and think, oh, God, my life's over. No, it's not necessary. I've been to Chicago. I've been on holiday with Sandy. Yeah, I have to be in a wheelchair probably 75% of the time but you know it's it's a means to 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 an end yeah. to get into football i didn't like the wheelchair at first my my brother put it right he said he said tom people don't give a monkeys about you i said yeah but i do <laughs> i do i don't want to appear weak i said my my persona is a strong man my heart was strong they told me that they did the angiogram through, and they said he's got a very strong heart, Mrs. Sampson. So I could be around for a little bit longer. I was was very, very sad that Jimmy Greaves died. Jimmy Greaves had a very similar stroke to me, only had it on his left side, Mm -hmm. the left side of his brain, so he couldn't move the right side of his body. But he Mm -hmm. lost his speech. Now, you imagine someone like Jimmy Greaves, what wonderful stories he made. He used to... um, Do after-dinner speeches. Yes. And when when he first had his stroke in 2015, I contacted his agent and I said I wanted to give my book to Jimmy's wife so she could read it and realise that it isn't the end of all things. Yeah. Obviously, Jim's died now. Sure. And I cried. I will not – I will admit – I cried on that day. Yeah. I cried the day Severian and Ballesteros at had, had, had his problems. Mm. And I thought myself, you know, these are wonderful people. Why, why choose them? Yeah. N- nature doesn't choose Tony. No, it doesn't choose. Nature doesn't choose. It doesn't say, right, we'll do him tomorrow because he's a noisy so-and-so. No. It doesn't. It doesn't choose. No. And unfortunately, what happened to me was couldn't be predicted and if i'd have known the day before i still have had a stroke because they couldn't have done anything no they couldn't uh, Tom, think, the um the
0: book your book is available on amazon because i've looked on there and, and i've yes, read some of is. the review i've read some of the reviews on there and it, it brought a lump to my throat so um now that's book number one and that's all about the stroke
1: yeah. Number two. Oh, number two. I'm about two chapters from finishing, Tony.
0: How wonderful. It's well, about
1: my, my early career as an apprentice professional, a first-year professional footballer, yeah. and then through my non-league career, ending at Wembley. What better place to finish?
0: What a better place. Have you got
1: a title for you? I've got a running title at the moment. It's called, roughly, From the Den to Wembley. Then being Millwall, Millwall yeah, everybody, Cold Blow anybody, Lane. Anybody with Lane. football knows that. If, you've ever, if you ever saw a game at Cold Blow Lane on a very cold day, the only heat would have come from the supporters. Because if they weren't fighting amongst each other, they were fighting the opposition. And it was a, it was a real upbringing, i tell you now. I can imagine? I'm, I'm two chapters away from finishing it. The research has been really hard. I've been researching lads I played football with in 1966, 1967, wow. 1971. I've been right through it. Mm. I've had to ask permission for lots of people to use their photograph in the book because I don't want to be sued later on. No, no, no. Yeah. I've got Graham Soonis in there. I've got Terry Herlock. These were players I played against. Yeah. These were players I tell stories about in the book. That's lovely. And yeah, hopefully, Tony, by the end of the summer, we may have a draft that we can get published. I've got the other one published reasonably easy. Yeah. I've had emails from people in America ask me for, what would I like to do with the rights of my book? Could I make it into a film? You know, we, we know people at Warner Brothers who would like this idea. Hey. If they want to give me a million pound up front, <laughs> they can have it. <laughs> Good for you, mate. Good for you. That
0: is wonderful. So that really brings us right up to date with Tommy now, doesn't it? And, and I, I don't know for sure, absolutely certain, but we are in late September, last day of September, actually, 2021. I bet you've been to at least one game this month.
1: Oh, Tony, yeah. Yeah. I've seen a couple. Um, I the, As we're speaking, yeah. the VARs is up and running. Yes. You know, I've got lads you used to play for me, managers. I spoke to a lad called Phil Miles on Saturday night. Yeah. No, He's no, now managing know, Rochester United. Yeah. They beat Chessington in the VARs on Saturday, last Saturday, 8-7 on penalties. Oh, goodness me. And I phoned Phil, and I said, do you want a laxative? (laughs) (laughs) I said, because you might need one tonight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you might be constipated after suffering penalties. I'll tell you what, Tom, it's been uh, such
0: a treat going Well, We're going to keep in touch, mate. We are,
1: Tony. We are, Tony. Tony.
0: Definitely. Um,
1: And I'd like to say to all the people that hear this, you know, I'm still there for them. I'm still a football man.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Tony, thanks a lot. Send me a text. I will do,
0: mate. And uh, love to Sandy. And you take care, mate. I will I'm, do, Tony. Tommy, Thank you for your time. Tony,
1: I'm
0: full of admiration for you, mate. I really am.
1: Thank you very much, mate. You're,
0: you're a gent. You really are. Take care, yeah, mate.
1: You're very kind. Take not, care, like, mate. not often I get called a gent. <laughs> gent. And Tommy Sampson, you don't see in the same okay. sentence. It's like humble and Tommy Sampson. You will never see that in the same sentence. <laughs> do you know just give everybody at which my best wishes. I will do. I will do. Take yeah, care, it's, Tommy. It's always a pleasure talking to you, mate. I'm always I always come away with a smile on my face. It's really nice. Cheers, <laughs> yeah, mate. Take care. Cheers, Take Tony. Care. All the Cheers. best. Bye-bye. And you buddy. Bye-bye. Stay well. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is FiberTech UK Limited. They are providers of optical fiber services to the telecoms industry, specializing in optical fiber provision, local and long haul. We offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout London and the south of England. Contact us through the website for more details.
0: Your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter,
1: for news about local football in Kent and beyond.
0: I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning and you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end and leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates Cheers